What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's week six, going into week seven edition of the Cumulist Waiver Wire show. We talk about the waivers. We give a little recap is what happened over the weekend. Of course, you know the deal. Uh, I'm going to be your host this week, Mario Adamo Jr. And of course, as always, we got Brian. Too What's much happening? Brian. Yeah. Just the two of us this week, we're getting all into all sorts of trouble. No one here to tell us what to do. I love it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Totally unsupervised. But yeah, so um, anyways, uh, Cal will be back next week. But just for this week, it's two of us. But we can just jump right in to the chaos that was week seven. I'm looking at our list, and I'm. it's almost a personal attack what this top one is. It's that the Jets beat the Eagles for the first time in the history of this matchup, I believe the Eagles were 12 and L before this. It's over. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. He's the, he's the quarterback to dethrone them finally. That's <laughs> insane to me. And you have to but, think it like Zach Wilson. He's out dueling uh, when they lost to Kansas City. You know, he still arguably played a better game, maybe because the Jets defense is better than the Chiefs defense. But that's not the clickbait headline we're using here. So Zach Wilson is outperforming both quarterbacks that played in the Super Bowl last year. I didn't expect it. No, it was it was a shocker. Um, probably just as much as the uh, the Browns' backup quarterback going in there and beating the <laughs> Niners. Talk about a shock. Both undefeated teams wiped out this week. Just like that. And, of course, as an Eagles fan, you know, me and the group chat, I'm like, down goes the Niners. Like, let's go. Like, Bird's going to be number one in the power rankings. Like, easy of course not. So I spoke too soon. That's on me, guys. Hand up. There's so. always next year. Don't worry. <laughs> that undefeated season then. Yeah, but th- I mean, the Niners, and this will be a great segue to like the injuries, but it's just like this was Brock Purdy's first regular season loss. And, you know, it's partly they lost because of the injuries. I mean, it has to be the number one injury in my mind, probably because I, I have shares of him. But Christian McCaffrey, we've seen it before. We always kind of tell ourselves this is like that's it. He's healthy now. He's indestructible. It's not the case. He got banged up. He's getting the MRI on the ribs today. By the time you're listening to this, we probably have a better sense of what's going on with him. But for now, we're just kind of waiting and seeing. It's bad. It's sad to see. Uh, depending on when you took your draft, now the top four overall draft picks are now almost you know could be. You know, borderline bust. I mean, CMC, obviously, he's not at this point. But if this is something that hurts him long-term, like, we've been scared off from these top picks. Justin Jefferson's now, now out. You know, Cooper Cup started off on the uh, the pup list. Jamar Chase, yeah, he's been fine, but his quarterback hasn't been. He has been absolutely terrible the first few weeks up until the blow-up last week. And now CMC, we might find him missing time. It's just sad to see. I don't know why we haven't realized this before, but why are injuries a thing? We just need to get rid of them, <laughs> turn them off. I don't know. We what haven't happened. turned them off. In the bargaining agreement, I don't know why this never comes up. I don't know if the players just like they just never mention it. The owners probably don't want their players hurt. I just how, how has nobody brought this up? It's it's big medical. They're they're <laughs> they're you know pushing for this. You're lobbying for it. they oh. just need injuries. And, I, I and guess that's, that's our Aaron Rodgers guest spot on this week's episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, and just to add to the other top picks, I mean Eckler missed three weeks, right? And yeah. then you have Chubb out for the year. So it is just don't draft guys in the first round. That seems like Kelsey missed the first week. Granted, just the one, but then he got a little dinged up. And I got a joke for years, but it's always been my motto. Skip your first round pick. Take a kicker. And <laughs> Take a finally, kicker. 
Finally, it's coming here. Justin, hey, has Justin Tucker missed any time? No, no, no. No, no, no. Every day, man. No. Ignore well, that, folks. We're not doing that. Yeah, and then just continuing <laughs> in that game, Debo also got hurt. Uh, we saw him spend some time in the injury tent. So he's another one. Last I heard, he's considered day-to-day, but I guess another one that we're definitely going to have to keep an eye on. Especially if CMC's hurt. Like, you'd think Debo's going to be, you know, back to his uh, high rush share like he was the, you know, the year before they had CMC in the running backs. Yeah. Oh, man. Most, most definitely. We'll stick with some running back talk um, in terms of injuries. David Montgomery, what a fun little mid-round treat he's been. Um, he's been absolutely the work course of the Lions defense you know Gibbs is Swift 2.0 Montgomery I believe he has some bruised ribs sounds like he's gonna miss some time it sounds like he's definitely gonna miss at least a week and then we'll have to go from there I think the good news is though that we did see that uh you know Gibbs coming back from that hamstring injury hopefully he can just plug right in and maybe maybe folks get that workload <laughs> whoa, that whoa, we were whoa, hoping whoa, for whoa. in the third round pick but I don't know we'll oh. see yeah, somebody had no shares of Swift last year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, right, um, it's definitely a possibility. So if you're a Gibbs manager, like, you're feeling good, like, hopefully this does mean at least more opportunities, right? If there's any time for Gibbs to get more red zone work, you have to think that they're going to try something here. 100%. And then uh, two other running backs. We got the Rams situation. Kyron Williams, sounds like he's going to – probably miss some time it sounds like it's nothing too serious but it is an ankle you know running backs of course need the air ankle so want to monitor there uh, and then lastly damian harris um get the bills off prime time this was another no was a little kidding. scary um bills players with dh initials just in those games but he he did looks like he my understanding is he gave the thumbs up at the end as he was leaving he's got the movement but it, de- definitely a scary sight Hoping he, hoping he gets back out on the field soon. Yeah. Uh, and after that, we have some quarterbacks. And here's another one. We have a, a handful of guys got hurt. Um, Justin Fields, you saw firsthand. We had an on-field report. Uh, but Justin Fields, <laughs> we know. You know, he. I believe it was his thumb got dislocated, maybe a wrist too. So sounds like he may miss at least a week. Uh, and then we have down in Tennessee. Tannehill hurt his ankle. Uh, I mean, you probably weren't starting Ryan Tannehill in fantasy, and even the pass catchers aren't looking good there, but definitely just something to monitor. Uh, I'm not sure if you've heard anything about which quarterback is supposed to go, Malik Willis or Will Levis. I mean, is it really going to matter for us? (laughs) You're right. I don't think so. I didn't want DeAndre Hopkins when he had this 34% target share with Tannehill. So you put one of these essentially rookies in there, it's going to be ugly, folks. Most definitely. So probably not a lot of fantasy implications, but definitely an injury to monitor. Uh, we had uh, over in, not London, because um, they're actually on this side of the water this time this week. Trevor Lawrence, I saw he got a little banged up. I think he was getting his knee checked out. I don't know if you have any more insight on him. No, just, uh, you know, it didn't seem serious. I want to say they, they did a, an x-ray uh, and that came back negative, but they are going back in MRI, checking it out. This we just don't want to see this. We just talked about Justin Fields going down. When quarterbacks aren't out there, fantasy football is horrendous. And gosh, it was it was rough because then we had another quarterback with a little bit of injury getting checked out. Right, Buffalo. What's what's going on with him? Yeah. So Josh Allen, uh, 
believe he completed the game, but he did have his throwing shoulder looked at after Sunday night football. Again, you just don't like seeing it. You don't like seeing it for the health of the game. And then, I mean, Josh Allen definitely has fantasy implications, right? You know, consensus, top five, top three quarterback, rest of the schedule. So, you know, if you have him on your roster, you're probably not having a backup. You're kind of just picking up a bye week filler. So this may be one you have to keep an eye out for. Yeah, don't get cute, folks. Just because the backup's name is Allen, we're not putting Kyle Allen in our lineups <laughs> or starting Diggs. Well, I mean, you still might have to start Diggs, but yeah, Kyle Allen is not an equivalent to the Josh Allen plug-in, that's for sure. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it reminds me, there was last year in the draft, I meant to draft DJ Moore, but I accidentally drafted David Moore, I think was his name. It was just another D Moore who was yeah. on the same team as him, and... You know, I thought I had just the, the best value in the 11th round, but mm-hmm. uh, I got a lot of crap in the group chat for that one. Oh, yeah. David Moore, he came down from <laughs> Seattle, right? <laughs> yeah, he was in Seattle. And yeah. They were on the same team, too. So I was like, I can't believe I'm reading it. D Moore. And I, I clicked yeah. draft and I was like, you guys are. Did nobody pay attention? And oh, that, was that was my biggest me. fear was taking Bijan where I did. I was like, all right, it's not Brian Robinson. It's Bijan. We're good <laughs> yeah. here. You, yeah, but if you had the B Robinsons this year, it, it's kind of working. It's kind of working. Yeah, they're both looking good. <laughs> All right. So that's around the league injury insight. Let's talk about our booms. We got our little recaps. So we're going to talk about some guys that boomed, that went off. So, Brian, you got your pick of the litter. Pick one, round one. Who are you talking about? It's got to be Tua. It's got to be the guy that, I mean, Pretty sure he's on the ballot for comeback player of the year, but he's looked so good. He has Tyreek Hill. I'm pretty sure Tyreek Hill, uh, I don't know the exact number, but I believe it's like 184 yards away from 1,000 yards already. We just finished week six. Like, this is insane. I mean, maybe I'm making a argument for, uh, for Tyreek Hill for MVP, but, like, Tua is killing it out there. All these risks we had about, you know, concussions and all that. It's the same argument with you can make with any quarterback. Any quarterback can go out there and get smashed and mauled, you know, any play. But uh, when two is out there, he looks incredible. Uh, this coaching staff, the way they set him up, it's it's magic to see, especially for fantasy football. It's a thing of football beauty. And I just double checked 814 yards for yeah. Tyreek Hill already. 186. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> wow. Whoa. All right, I'm going to keep with the quarterback vibe. I'm going to talk about someone who I was personally fading this week, and I was wrong to. But that's Jared Goff. Jared Goff finishes with 22.4 points, good for quarterback three. Uh, excuse me, quarterback four. Listen, I'm a big doubter in road Goff. You know, I love him at home. Uh, you know, we've kind of seen the little flashes of road Goff this year where we saw 14 points at Kansas City. Granted, that's a tough place to play. 12 points at Green Bay. Maybe something about just the divisional rivalry, just like, Sticking in there. And I mean, David Montgomery, when he runs three touchdowns, there's just not a lot of opportunity for golf. But no so this was another one where I was just kept my expectations low. He obliterated him. He shattered him 22 points. So good for you, Jared Goff. May just be, you know, he was someone I considered as just like a set and forget with the asterisk of home games only. But that asterisk might be gone. He might just be, he might just be your guy. He's going to have a nice little challenge playing against Baltimore in Baltimore this year. So I guess we'll really put him to the test then. There we go. So that'll be the, the deciding factor. Uh, and then we one of the quarterback we can talk about, my guy, Jalen Hurts. I will say he he saved his day a little bit with the rushing, as he always seems to do. But 
three interceptions. You don't love seeing that, but again, it doesn't matter. Like for fantasy purposes, he still finishes uh, north of 22 points. The rushing, the rushing touchdown, you know, saves his day. Love to see that. Clears up those interceptions. That's for sure. Three, <sighs> three interceptions and it's sauce Gardner's out, you know, like other uh, corner, other secondary members for the jets are out. So absolutely brutal. Still house one on them. Damn. <laughs> Craziness. All right. Oh, uh, well, running backs. Uh, I feel like we. this is a main, especially now with HN out, but Raheem Moster coming out of nowhere. Where this this guy was drafted, it is unreal that he is essentially the number two running back right now. Um, but 115 yards. We had three total touchdowns, uh, three targets again, three catches. This guy's unreal, and I think the only reason we've ever been turned off by him is, yes, he he has been injury-prone from what we've seen, but if he's out on the field, it's just unbelievable to see the way he moves. And, I mean, I say at his age. He's 31. It's a year younger than me, so I can't call it old. But like, <laughs> this guy is so Running fast back out old. there at 31. It makes me feel just pitiful. I can't get that fast on a bike, you know, and he's up there running <laughs> like that himself. Like, but he, he's been incredible for fantasy lineups. The way he, kind of that Josh Jacobs, but a, a deeper pick from last year, you know, mm-hmm. just absolutely saving your running back position. It must just be something in the Miami water, right? Because it's just like you have HN, you have Hill, you know, we already talked about, but it's just like there must be something down in Miami, like some kind of sports science or something in the water. Which is wild because I've been to Disney World before and that water is terrible. And Orlando's <laughs> not that far away. So I don't, I don't know. Some sweet filters over there in Miami, I guess. Oh, my gosh. I'll keep it in Jacksonville. And any chance I can give a shout out to a fellow junior, I will. Travis Etienne Jr. Absolutely torched it. Um, again, I keep thinking this game was in London, but it was not. But Etienne had – I'm just used to Jacksonville over there. But two rushing touchdowns for Etienne. 55 rushing yards. Caught all three of his targets for 28 yards. Currently running back two on the week. He's another one where I was, I'll admit, I I really had deep ties to James Robinson. So, you know, when the whole switch was kind of happening last year, I was like, Etienne's not the guy, blah, blah, blah. Even this year, I was like, mm, I don't know. I just don't know if I, I, I didn't take any shares of Etienne really. And I mean, he's just mm. rubbing my nose in it. He's, he's looked great <laughs> this year. Yeah. Uh, any other running backs you want to talk about, or any other positions? I mean, open floor, right? Uh, well, we've dogged on him for plenty of weeks here. I feel like we can't walk away without talking about a Patriots player. Oh, <laughs> I know, folks, but we'll, we'll go make it quick here. Ramondre Stevenson came on with you know fifteen and a half points, only twenty four or uh, forty six rushing yards, twenty four receiving yards, uh, pulled in a touchdown. This offense looks horrible this team looks horrible but we do have some points to be had here um points. like we've said i feel like the last couple of weeks if you're starting a guy it's going to be Ramondre out of this team but uh yeah he made himself relevant was top seven running back uh, going into the monday night games at least yeah i'm glad you talked because you you mentioned it but it's like we dog him too much so i couldn't compliment <laughs> him i just didn't have it in me so i'm glad you were able to uh I'll give a, a quick chat to this guy. He's someone who normally has great finishes, um, but just Kenneth Walker currently running back seven, finished with just shy of 18.7, 17.9. You know, he's just becoming Chris Carson too, right before our eyes. Mm. And 
that's just something where I don't know why I never had that pre this is when all of just the epiphanies are kind of happening, right? Like we're seven weeks in. It's like, this is where it's like, Oh yeah. Um, I mean, you, we always saw Pete Carroll loves running the ball. Even when he had Russell Wilson, uh, he always loved running the ball. Yeah, and... Except for that Super Bowl play. I feel like yeah. Kenneth Walker's like flying under the radar. I don't feel like we've really mentioned his name too many times on this show, and I no. really don't know why. Going back looking at his numbers, he's been solid, is uh, as great as you can ask from running back. And he's through his bye week, so if there's some way you can go get this guy, folks, and he's through his bye week, you know, like uh, yeah, his worst finish was running back 26, but after that, 214 finishes, a seven uh, this week before Monday Night Football, and then a week three finish. So yeah, we he is someone that we just haven't really given his flowers to, and. I guess I'm not going to make that mistake again. You know, Pete Carroll loves his running backs. Like, remember that, folks. Yeah, five games, he's got six rushing touchdowns. That can't be ignored. Just results. <clears throat> okay. Uh, you talked about your Patriots player. I can talk about <laughs> one as well. Um, Kendrick Bourne, he's someone who, for a long time, listeners, going back to week one of the season, uh, I said that I would rather have Kendrick Bourne than Puka. I'll admit that take hasn't really aged well but it did this today (laughs) but it did this week yeah just like week one he had 11 targets this time he caught 10 of them instead of six 89 yards his season high didn't even need the touchdown today uh granted it's still only a finish of just inside the top 10 uh before monday night football right now he's wide receiver nine i don't know if this is sustainable i really thought week one against my birds maybe it's just Vegas and Philadelphia both have terrible secondaries, but next week they got Buffalo and then Miami. You have to think if the Patriots are going to compete, it's going to be a shootout, but he's someone I have my eye on. Here's, here's my little waiver ticket right there. As many bye weeks as we have this week. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to grab him. Well, now it comes time to talk to, uh, obviously this guy, he was, you know, pointed out as one of the greatest picks that you could have in fantasy this year. Uh, I believe he is the wide receiver one from week two on this year. Uh, yes, it is the uh, the old wonder, Adam Thielen, everybody. Yep. What's going on? We have an Owen 16. We have a rookie quarterback and, you know, Dalton. But yep. what is going on with Adam Thielen is just blowing it up. Did, I'm pretty sure I heard a bunch of talk that he was too old. He didn't have it anymore. This was a desperation play by the Panthers overpaying him just to make sure they filled the roster spot. Like, wow, 13 targets, 13 targets, 8 targets, 14 targets, 9 targets. Even if they're coming (laughs) from a rookie. Even if they're coming from Zach Wilson. Like, these are some... I got to quit dunking on the kid. Listen, he just (laughs) beat the greatest Jets quarterback, according to Eagles fans. But it is wild with Adam Thielen. Are you like, I guess this is for real, right? It has to be for real, right? Like we're now six weeks completed. I feel great because I covered and the sit start. I covered the Panthers at Atlanta week one. And I felt so good after week one. I was like, don't start any wide receiver. You know, Adam Thielen finishes wide receiver 87 that week. So I was like, perfect. Nailed it. And then after that, he's exploded 16, 3, 20, 4. And he's two this week before Monday Night Football. He's got the bye week coming up, but he's just been 
an absolute gem. I mean, he is better than so many names. I mean, off the top of my head, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, outside of maybe the one game uh, that Chase really went off. But it's just like Adam Thielen is a bona fide certified fantasy wide receiver one. I see no point in selling him. You wouldn't get any kind of return. Um, maybe not the best dynasty asset he is 33. But listen, right now he is an absolute lock. Yeah, it's, it just blows my mind. I wish I would have made a bigger move for him. That's, that's all I can really say. Oh, how could you? And it, you know, it, sometimes it just works that way. Sometimes you just have to find the rookie quarterback. You find the guy who looks like the closest to a wide receiver one. And you have to think any head coach that's played Madden is going to be like, look, he's going to be the best guy. Just throw it near him and he'll do the rest of it. Usually we talk about like rookie quarterbacks love their tight ends. But I guess if they just have something that's close enough that was once a wide receiver one, you know, like that's, that's good enough. So keep an eye on that going forward. Who knows? Maybe Bryce Young's dad and Adam Thielen went to high school together. You know, it could could be an old connection. We just don't even know. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It could be. And yeah, he's not making the the videos like OBJ's dad, where it's just like, (laughs) my guy's not open enough. Maybe. Mm, Okay. Um, I'll talk about one more wide receiver. Uh, I mentioned I covered Carolina at Atlanta week one. So great transition. And talk about Drake London. I mean, he's rostered and I'm seeing a ton of leagues, 80 plus percent, 93%. So, but he had a great week. I mean, he finished top 20 last week. I thought it was a fluke this week. It's looking like he's going to finish top five. He got 21.5 points, 12 targets. You just, this team normally doesn't throw the ball to its wide receivers, but I mean, 12 targets, you can't deny that. Brought in eight of them, 125 yards. Good for you, Drake London. But you know what? I'll say that's the Washington effect. That's the Washington Mm -hmm. bump. You know, we saw DJ Moore get the three touchdowns against them. We saw the Eagles wide receivers go off. I can't think of who else Washington has played, but I'm going to contribute that to the Washington bump because next week it's going down to Tampa. We did just see Amon Ra kind of go off against Tampa, but. You know, I, I do think there's a little bit of a different animal between those two, but I just don't know. Like Drake London, like you see him have this great week. Like maybe there's a lot of bye weeks next week, so you have to start him. But it's like, are you moving forward with confidence? Like, what would you do with Drake London after this? I think, unfortunately, you have to. Uh, Arthur Smith, me and him go way back. He used to pour <laughs> sand in my peanut butter sandwich or something. I can't stand this guy. We just don't get along. But you know what? He's. I want to say he's changing. He's evolving. He's realizing mm. what he went into eventually. Like week one wasn't working, and he's having to mold it. Uh, Drake London, his target shares since week one: uh, seven targets, six targets, seven targets, nine targets, twelve targets. It's great. Uh, Atlanta, the last four weeks, have uh, passed the ball more than they've rushed the ball. That's more. Ooh. They only did that three times in all of 2022. <laughs> so to say that Arthur Smith is a moron, that he's stubborn and he won't change, clearly we're seeing different because. Yeah, I think that this is what we need to see. This is what we need Eberflus to do up in Chicago, but we're not quite seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe a week or two, but <laughs> this week against the Vikings was showed exactly. It was not. It was not. We're regressing to the mean. Yeah, but we're we're not we're not we're not dogging on him. We're talking about Arthur Smith and getting this passing game going in Atlanta. And I'm buying into it. Uh, Bijan's targets went down a little week this week, so I am hurt some. But uh, overall, I'm excited to see this offense. Uh, maybe blossom just a little bit more into a mediocre offense rather than an eh offense, you know? <laughs> no, definitely. So, okay. Sounds like we're holding them. We're not like, this is a flash in the pan. We're not selling. We're like, you know, we found Peter Arthur Smith has grown as a human. 
we like what we see. We're rocking with it. Yeah, I'm definitely not dropping them. If you get a good offer for him, I don't think you're going to be hurt if you walk away because you are depending on Desmond Ritter delivering the ball. Um, but all in all, I wouldn't be nervous if I had a Drake London on my team. Awesome. Great stuff. I'll bring it home with a tight end. I like to give tight ends their shout-outs when they deserve it. And this one does. <laughs> Dalton Schultz. I almost was going to talk about him in this week's waiver article, but surprising to my surprise, he's rostered in over 50% of both Yahoo and ESPN leagues um you know the saints normally a pretty good defense against the tight end which i don't know how exactly sustainable that is but i'm gonna pull up the numbers right now they are a top five they allow four points per game to the tight end position normally and so dalton schultz came in there and wrecked it up seven targets brought in four of them for 61 yards and the touchdown you know, uh, the week before that, he had 10 targets. So we're, this is kind of a sustained success. You love to see it. Dolan Schultz, you know, like I said, he's slightly over the threshold of being included in the waiver wire article. But if he's available, scoop him up. Yeah. We go, especially going into a bye week, there's a good chance he's going to be dropped. You're going to have him ready for uh, the following weeks. But three straight touchdowns, you know, you love it. There we go. Well, that'll be my. Uh, my advice of going after a bye week guy. I don't know. There's just, you know, week waiver wire. <laughs> hey, you're talking to those, those six and O teams. You're saying, Hey, if you're doing good enough, we're looking a week ahead, folks. You have to, that you have the Mario to method, the winning, just method. like in chess, you know, you're not looking here. You're looking the moves ahead. You set up for success. Yeah. I'm more of a checkers kind of guy, you know, <laughs> Kidding me. Okay. Chess. <laughs> so here we go. Let's talk about, those are the glads. Let's talk about the sads. Let's talk about guys who are just hurting you, and then we can figure out what we're dealing with them. Uh, again, you know, I gave you the pick of the litter on the booms, or I gave you the pick of the litter on the bust. So who you, who hurts you this week? Oh, this whole list did. I don't want to talk about any of these fellas, but <laughs> Kirk Cousins, he was a product of his situation there. They had a uh, defensive score early in that game that kind of set them apart, uh, so they didn't have to force the ball pass it as much uh they are um i think one of the heavier pass teams in neutral game strips but uh they, they did quite a bit of running the ball but he just eh, couldn't get it done jefferson wasn't on the field he's able to connect with addison oh, for a touchdown but he, his guy's not out there and hawkinson just he's not going to have every game where he's going to pull in that volume but kirk he's let me down you got a stain on my cold sweater and i'm not liking it <laughs> So you you mentioned it though, like this was the first game post Jefferson. Uh, you know, I was in the camp where he'll be fine. Like Kirk Cousins, he's kind of always been at least a solid floor guy, so he's not going to hurt you even without Jefferson. Small sample size, but he hurt you. So what are you doing going forward if you have Kirk Cousins? Uh, he's. I feel like he was. Uh, I mean, he's held himself as a QB one for most of the season, but. Uh, he's he's locked in as a streaming quarterback now. Uh, without Jefferson in there, I think he's going to be a matchup dependent guy. Uh, happy you mentioned matchup. De- happy you mentioned matchup dependent. Here we go. Uh, next week, home against San Fran. Week after that, at Green Bay. Who, even though if they're bad, there's still a division bad blood there. So, I, I feel about those two. Yeah, it looks like he's going to be shelved until about the time Jefferson Jefferson's eligible to come back. Okay, there we go. There's the rolling. So keep an eye out for a little bit when we talk about the waiver QBs. Okay, who hurt me this week? This one's easy. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a long list, uh, unfortunately. But <laughs> right now, I'm going to go off about 
Devontae Adams. I don't know if this is an, uh, a byproduct of him still being a little banged up. We know that he missed a couple practices, especially last week. And I think he missed one or two this week, but I don't have it up in front of me. But, I mean, he had five targets, brought in two of them for 29 yards, while other people around him, Jacoby Myers, the new tight end, who we'll talk about later, they're doing well. Uh, but Devontae Adams is not. You know, he is your probably second-round pick. And you're not getting production. He's got at Chicago, at Detroit, next two weeks. Mm. Yeah, with a, I was gonna say with a 14 and 16 percent target share over the last two weeks, that's that's you know plain and simple. That's where it's at. But like you said, is this due to his injury and him not being able to get quite as open as he was? Is this a Garoppolo issue, which he might not even be starting next week? So then we Mm -hmm. might have you know now a backup backup quarterback in there. It's it's really ugly out there for the Raiders. Yeah, that's actually one that we didn't mention earlier, but you're right. Jimmy Garoppolo, he left the game early. If, you know, we always kind of talk about Devontae Adams, quarterback proof, right? Because the game plan is just get it in his radius. He'll bring it in. He's a guy of that talent caliber, but we'll have to see. So keep a close eye on this one. I'm very curious if he's going to miss practices this week, um, if he's going to be in full participant or not, and then definitely monitor the quarterback situation. So a little ugly there. Uh, I'll mention someone else has a similar name who this one hurt me, not fantasy wise, but personally, but Devonte Smith. <laughs> oh my goodness. He was one that he just had a case of the dropsies this past weekend. Um, but he's been having a bad little stretch almost since around the time AJ Brown and Dallas Goddard were like, I want the ball more. You know, there's a lot of hungry mouths over in Philadelphia. This one you can maybe attribute a little bit to the, Matchup, and he did a little bit better two weeks ago at the Rams. He finished with 1.6 points. You weren't feeling great about this. This game, he had 11 targets, the most targets he's had in a game. Brought in five of them. Not kind of saved his day. He finished with just 44 yards. So I'll say in a standard uh, league, you know, just with the 44 points definitely hurts you. Saves the day a little bit with the targets and the catches and PPR. But he's another one where I want to get your thoughts, like where are we – Panic meter wise, how are we feeling about Demonte Smith? I think it's one of those like it's it's hard, but you have to hold tight. Uh, like you yeah. said, I thought this was a squeaky game uh, two weeks ago. Uh, AJ Brown got his last week. Goddard got his. I really in eleven targets. This should have been Devontae so Smith's he game. Kind of got his. It was just like he's like we talked about the self destruction, the dropsies. There was at least one burned into my brain. Middle of the field, you know, ten yards away from the closest defender, hits him in the hands, hits the turf, the ball. So it's just things like that where he's just put in the position. I think that's probably the good news, right? Is he's put in the position, 11 targets, we're chasing volume. Just unfortunately, you know, not his day. Yeah, and I don't think it's anything to freak out. Luckily, where you took Devonta Smith, he's your wide, re- or wide receiver two at best, you know, in mm-hmm. most draft formats. Uh, maybe even your wide receiver three. So it's not quite that reason to freak out. He's going to be this boomer bust guy. He's going to be that Jalen mm-hmm. Waddle, the number two in this offense that has the potential to give you 40 points. Mm-hmm. But if it's a little quiet out there, the touchdowns just don't fall your way, or the defense is really freaking good, you know, yeah. you may just have an off day. Uh, I think the plus side is we've got Miami next week for them. So that one should be barn murder, like points yeah. galore. If it's not, <laughs> there will be tears shed. Uh, and then the week after that, 
um, as uh, we're going to get some clever nickname for him. But Washington is up on the docket, and uh, the Eagles should tear them down this week, or, you know, that week as well. So uh, I'm hoping we've got brighter days ahead for uh, Devonta Smith going into the, the Dallas and bye weekend, week uh, 9 and 10. Yeah. All all great points, all kind of agreeing. He's he's your wide receiver two, three, probably. Better days are going to come ahead. Ooh, okay. Uh, I'm going to jump around to, to another position. Uh, I'm talking about tight end. You know, tight ends usually is a, I don't want to say a wasteland, but kind of a wasteland where maybe you're not always having the highest expectations anyway. So if a guy has a bad day, it's, it is what it is. But George Kittle, I want to just give a little bit of a call out. Finish with one catch for one yard. In a game where we mentioned at the top of the show, Christian McCaffrey gets hurt, Debo gets hurt, Trent Williams we didn't mention, but he got uh, a little banged up. I saw, so you would just think maybe they try to do like some quick passes. You go to your talented guys. You you know the offense we know was loaded between Ayuk and Kittle, but he was just still absolutely not not there. Right, he was a Harry Houdini this week, and it comes fresh off the heels of his first career three touchdown game so i mean it, this is really one of those if you can't handle me at my three touchdown you know 27.7 points then you don't deserve me or vice versa right if you can't handle me at my 1.1 you don't deserve my 27.7 so. right it seems like maybe with the tight ends we're getting a bit of a pop star effect uh because i feel like george kittle's getting rubbed with a little bit of the the carry Katy perry uh effect you know one week he's hot then he's cold there we go he's yes then he's no he's in <laughs> then he's out yeah, this is just this is classic oh. here. George Kittle's just all over the place. He's one of those, like you said, if you're going to commit to playing him, you're going to have those rejoiceful weeks. But uh, it's also tight end, so you're going to get screwed sometimes too. All oh, well, so well said, and I like that pop star <laughs> the analogy, right? Because it's like you know Travis Kelsey and T- Taylor Swift. They were just in SNL, so it's like you know, is this the next hot couple we're going to get ahead of right here? <laughs> Funny. Boy stuff. Okay. Um, Hawkinson uh, and Beyonce going to hook up, you know? When's, when's this happening? <laughs> I love it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm going to mention um, this one, kind of like the flip side of my Kendrick Bourne tank. Puka, maybe he is a bust after all. I mean, this week he was just he was disappointing, right? I mean, maybe it was because it was the full Cooper Cup game. We didn't mention him at the top, but he looked to be back to himself. I believe he had something – 150 to 60 yards a touchdown nearly a dozen catches he had so maybe it's starting to affect puka puka had seven targets tied for his lowest of the season brought in four of them that is his lowest of the season for 26 yards another low of the season was this just a bad puka game or is this hey cooper cups back you know you know friendship over with puka (laughs) cooper cups my new breakfast buddy um, I'd be willing to stay, stay with it. I think what it's been the last three, maybe four seasons. I think it's been three years. We've been absolutely spoiled with rookie wide receivers yeah. and their development and the way that they've come on. And I think that's something we need to kind of like gut check ourselves a little bit. Puka Nakua not only is a rookie, but he was not a highly drafted rookie. He was not a highly like touted rookie. This, you know, in very some spots he was, he was very efficient in some metrics. I know all that, but like he still went where he went. Um, I think the bright spot that you can take away from this is, yeah, he did only have 6.6 PPR points. He still had 30 per th- 33% target share. And mm. that's the thing that you, you know, like those are always, those aren't always going to be there. So if the targets are still there, the catches will come along with it. So 
Um, wide receivers are inconsistent. Calm down, everybody. Yes, Cooper Cup is back. <laughs> if you're seeing a freaked out Puka Nakua owner, eh, go kick the tires. See me if he mm. does move a little, you know, a little cheaper than you would. But uh, personally, I'm I'm cool with it. I like that take. I like that the kick the tires of the Puka take uh, because we did mention earlier, but like the running backs are a little banked up too. So maybe we're just gonna see a little bit more passes and. Yeah, I mean, everybody has one, right? Like, nobody is going to have their their 10 catches a game every single week, right? Oh. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I'm talking about running back. We haven't mentioned those yet. Uh, here's another one where I'm kind of curious about what to do with if I have shares of him. That's Damian Pierce. A great last year, which I think was his rookie year. Um, yes, it was. Okay. So, he looked great last year. This year, there's been talks of it's like, Maybe it's because the offensive line is a little banged up. Um, you know, this side of the other thing, et cetera. But he had 13 rush attempts. I'd say that's still pretty solid value. I'll have to compare him to single carries in a second. But only 34 yards, no targets. His first game with no targets. Obviously, no catches from that. Currently sitting at running back 45 on the week. He's someone where you maybe you're banking on him with like a zero running back strategy. Like, you know, he's probably not your your main guy maybe is just floating around the flex rb2 but you know how are you feeling if you have shares of damian pierce are so going into the bye week this week maybe things good things on the other side of that or is are we going to continue to see this trend uh for me personally i would be a little nervous uh, i'm not saying we're we're freaking out or anything here he is the uh the younger talent looks to still have a little bit more juice but damian pierce did out snap him 31 to 21 this past week uh, Pierce all his lowest running back share of the season at 50%. Um, mm. But we weren't expecting a lot, or at least I wasn't expecting a lot from this running game anyway all season. So I don't mm. think he's been a lot, you know, a lot better thus far through the season. So I think we have been happier with that. But I think it's another one of those we need to manage expectations, check out mm. really what's happening here. And uh, I'm not sure. Where were you at with that? Yeah, like I, I'm on the fence here. No, I, I like hearing your take and like having that data about the, the running back shares because I'm looking at his numbers now. He has two pretty solid finishes, a 9.2, an 11.8, and a 14.9. You're happy with those. But then his other weeks, all mid-40 finishes, five points, six points, and now his lowest yet, 3.4. I'm kind of partial. Of, I'll say going into the season, I had higher expectations. He looked great last year in my mind. There's a rookie quarterback. We're going to rely on the run, take some pressure off of him. But it's kind of been the opposite where CJ Stroud has just been slinging it. You know, like he's mm-hmm. kind of been one of the nice surprises. And I think that unfortunately Stroud is going to um, keep slinging it. He's going to keep just being the guy there. And Pierce is really going to be the accessory. I mean, he has one touchdown on the year going all the way back to week three at Jacksonville. So you throw that up to some divisional juju. You know, I'm looking at the rushing attempts. He has two in the 20s. Uh, he has 20 against Atlanta week five and 24 week four against Pittsburgh. But otherwise, 15 is his next highest. I think you, like, I'll say I was expecting more. I was expecting kind of 15 to 18 being more regular, uh, mm-hmm. but he just hasn't hit that number. And, you know, we always talk about you got to chase volume and the volume is just not here, I guess. But you, right, you can't sell him after a 3.4. I'm looking ahead. I'm seeing they play at Carolina on the other side of the bye. I'm crossing my fingers. He can get another touchdown, finishes 10 plus. 
And then I'm going, I won't say pennies on the dollar, but if I can get three quarters on the dollar, I might, I might just do that. Yeah. I, I think either take right now wouldn't be a bad one because it, it's very much of a gamble. If you're able to get something for him, I don't think that's horrible. Uh, but running back's hard out there too. So if you want to stick with it because you're not getting anything in return, completely understand that. And then maybe just go pick up Singletary as a little, uh, you know, a handcuff there just in case something does, you know, change up here in this backfield. And you get Singletary, you get also uh, the passing touchdown upside, as we've seen mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Uh, okay, I got one more on this list. Uh, we kind of talked about it with Devontae Smith, so we'll probably won't harp too much on this guy here. That's Gabe Davis, baby Gabe, as I like to call him. And, you know, he's kind of, I think you described it so perfectly with Devontae Smith, where it's like, you know, the number two wide receiver. Some weeks they're going to get theirs. Maybe I just got spoiled between one, two, three, four weeks with the touchdown in a row. This mm-hmm. week they play the Giants. You think they're going to run all up and down them? Giants are depleted, kind of just in a sad state. And they barely squeak by a win. The Bills 14 to nine. Um, Gabe had his, it's not even his lowest uh, targets of the season. He had four targets, but in week four, he had three targets, managed to get a touchdown. So I mean, I, I don't know if there's much more to say, if you have anything, but I think you, when you, everything you said about Devonte Smith, the copy paste here, right? The, the running, the wide receiver choose just sometimes has these days. hundred percent. But you know, like we've seen, he has that potential to score to, you know, 150, 200 yards in a game, three touchdowns. Uh, he's uber talented and we're seeing these tight ends that are a little banged up between Kincaid and Dawson Knox. So I think that's only going to continue to keep him in that high target share, but hundred uh, percent it's, it is what it is. Four touchdowns in a row spoils you a little bit. Oh. You're going to hold him to that higher expectation. But uh, with me, I'm going to stick him back in, in there, and I'm not going to be too too hesitant about it. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I definitely would put him in the higher, you know, like as a wide receiver too. You're, you're happy with his production so far. Uh, okay. And those, unless, I, I, yeah. I've got one last disappointment. And honestly, Please. it's hard because he's not a disappointment as far as production. But Taysom freaking Hill. We have seen <laughs> nothing from this guy. I had a good handful of rushes through the first few weeks, but absolutely nothing. This is a guy that I took him a lot in best ball because, you know, we know what he can do is blow up. What did we see this week? Eight targets. He seen, <laughs> eight targets. He's seen seven targets through the first six weeks, five weeks. Yeah. He sees eight targets, catches seven of them for 49 yards. Nothing great. He's oh always going to be, uh, you know, you're a huge 40-point underdog, you know, throw him in your tight end spot. But, like, yep. just annoying the crap out of me. We've got stars like Olave <laughs> on this team. And then, sorry, my rant's over. I'll get off my soapbox here. But no, this, disappoint me, man. <laughs> this was great. This was another one where, yeah, you always have the wise guy in the draft who picks him up. He's like, oh, like you guys have no idea. You know, like, I can't believe I just got the tight end three and, you know, in round 16. Mm. But it's... Yeah, like he's gotten at least one target every game, and it looks like at least one rush attempt every game. So they're keeping him involved, but I don't know what the game plan was this week. Eight targets caught in seven of them. And it's two weeks after Derek Carr was hurt. Like, I played him in a really deep league a couple weeks ago when Derek Carr was hurt because I was like, who knows? If there's a week for it. Less work than he had the whole season that week. I don't know. I'm, I'm oh. terrible at this, folks. We're, we're not here to listen to me much. We're, we're, it's, it's Mario. We got it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I guess it is the Derek Carr to Taysom Hill. You know, that's, the, that's what you needed this whole time. He found his new Devontae Adams college roommate. 
not that they went to college together, but <laughs> wouldn't that be close crazy? to breakfast buddies? Oh, okay. So that's our busts this week. Let's bring it on with our waiver wire section, right? So we mentioned a bunch of injuries at the top of the show. Usually that directly relates to some waiver wire guys on the other side of that. So Brian, you're going to be three for three and just kicking us off. Pick of the litter. Uh, well, then I guess we're going to we're going to stay in New Orleans then, because as far as quarterbacks go, I think you could do a whole lot worse than Derek Carr this week. As we did touch on Carolina, Houston, Dallas, uh, the Jets, Titans and Bengals are all on buys. And we also have possible injuries with. Uh, Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, and Justin Fields, Taysom Hill, Jimmy Garoppolo. Do we have anybody to start? Is Sam Bradford <laughs> coming back? I'm pretty sure he got called last week. Oh, wow. my goodness. Wow. Give this Andrew Luck another call. <laughs> don't. Oh, too soon. Oh, yeah, don't that's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. Uh, but, no, Derek Carr, I think as far as what's going to be sitting out there on the waiver wire, if he is out there for you, going against Jacksonville, Jacksonville hasn't looked great this year. Um, just you know there, there's possibilities out there and he's got his man Taysom Hill now as we just talked about so um, <laughs> what's better than one quarterback three quarterbacks so James oh, is going to get in there it's gonna be all sorts of fun no, oh but, my gosh uh, really I, th- I think he's a decent stream to toss out there and he, he's almost guaranteed to be out on the waiver wire as well yeah definitely I'll see even say like I, I yeah no, everything you said was perfect okay I'm going to we, yeah. we talk about CMC always you know, seems to catch me off guard at least, you know, never wise enough to pick up handcuffs, but, and this is going to be great, right? Cause there's potentially two guys. So we got Jordan Mason and we have Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell was the guy, of course, before CMC came in, then Elijah kind of moved to that backup role, but we have seen Elijah be a little banged up during the season. I think he missed at least one week, possibly two. I got to fact check that. Uh, but then on the flip side, Jordan Mason he got a lot of action during the Cowboys game, the one that just became a blowout quick. In that Cowboys game, Mason had 10 rushes for 69 yards and a touchdown. And this past week, uh, we saw Mason have five attempts for 27 rushing yards and a touchdown against Cleveland, which is a pretty solid defense. So do you have any strong feelings one way or the other? You know, you can only blow all your fab on one guy. Who do you like, Brian? I, I guess I was the one I was going to talk about. That. I just flipped on you now. <laughs> no, you're good. This one, this one's challenging for sure. As a CMC owner, I think you mm-hmm. can put a little bit more going after these two. But I'm so nervous. I don't know. If you asked me mm. who I had more confidence in, probably Elijah Mitchell, just because we've seen him do it before. Um, mm. Yeah, I get he's got his injury history, but we talked about the number two running back, Raheem Mostert, had the same issue over here, and you know. So like As you can't, was. you can't follow an injury all that much, but Jordan Mason, he's, you know, second year guy as well. I believe he's 24 years old. So he still has the ability to, to break out there, but you're really shooting a shot in the dark. He might go to a committee. Uh, Shannon. Yeah. So there's a possibility where we see Jordan Mason just run it a bunch and Elijah Mitchell catch it a little bit. I think he's got a decent amount of catching in his profile. I don't remember completely, but I, I think both these guys need to be picked up. Absolutely. We don't know mm-hmm. how long CMC is going to be out, but rib injury, I don't know. I guess you're hoping it's going to be a couple weeks, if anything. Yeah, you, you know, you're kind of also hoping, if you're a CMC manager, you're probably hoping that they play it safe. You know, you don't want to see the re-injury later in the year, so you have that. Uh, and I think that you you probably nailed it with the 
committee take. And maybe I think that because I am actually favoring Jordan Mason um, between the two. I got some numbers here. I can't, I can't prepare. That's why I started talking about it and then flipped it on you just to see. <laughs> but so Mason saw uh, 13 snaps uh, after McCaffrey got hurt. Elijah Mitchell saw eight snaps. So very, very small sample size. And then I think the thing that I probably just put the most stock in, I mentioned it, but against the Dallas game, against the blowout in my head, that's almost like the final preseason game, right? Where it's like, you're just getting like, your backups. And that, that's what I think in the blowout situation. Of course, it doesn't mean it's the case, but just seeing him get the 10 rushing attempts there, he looked pretty good. Granted, the Cowboys defense was pretty defeated at that point, but he did average just under seven yards at a rushing attempt. He got a touchdown the last two weeks. I had a lot of shares of Elijah Mitchell before CMC came to town last year. So I, I know he definitely has the talent, which is why it'll probably ultimately be a committee, but I'm probably, if I could only blow it on one, the Fab. I'm not. I'm looking at Jordan Mason. Yeah, I don't. I, like I said, I don't think it's a bad take either way. I think both no. of them have potential. Both have the, the ability. Um, next guy I want to talk about is Chuba Hubbard. He yes. is owned in 64% of leagues, uh, at least as far as sleeper goes. Mm-hmm. But I think even if Miles Sanders comes back this week, Chuba Hubbard is looking like he's taking over the main role. Don't know what it is. He just looks so much better. Miles Sanders just does not look like the back we saw in Philly last year. The number one offensive line will probably do that for you. <laughs> but I was hoping the guy's only like 25 years old, I believe. He's yeah. still young enough. He got a good three-year contract, too. So uh, you'd hope they wouldn't jump away from him too quickly. But Hubbard is kind of like Moss in Indianapolis right now. He's proving that he deserves to be on the field. Mm. And it's going to be hard to go away from him. You're absolutely right. He was someone where in, uh, I have some, okay. So in Yahoo is 59% ESPN, he's 43. So this is especially for the ESPN listeners. Chaba Hubbard is the the guy there, right? Uh, Miles Sanders missed this past week, I believe, but, um, yeah, the week before that, you know, they split carries and Hubbard still looked like the better back. So, um, yeah, here we go. I got it. Week five Hubbard, were, they were both active, but Hubbard had more snaps and had more carries than Sanders. So it really seems like he, they're transitioning for him being the guy. You know, you can have the number one running back. It's different than having Adam Thielen because he's, of course, looking fantastic. Uh, and again, I, I'm i doing this. He's on by this upcoming week. So <laughs> my bad, too. I kind of set that up. Oh, my gosh. That's funny, though. No, he's in the article. And I mean, he's he's talented enough that I, I do think you're going to pick him up because if you're someone who has granted, you know, you have Christian McCaffrey, this would have been the perfect fill in. But if McCaffrey ends up missing two weeks, David Montgomery, it sounds like he's going to miss weeks, plural. So if you even if you get Hubbard for the week eight matchup versus Houston, I think you take that. Uh, but too funny that he's on bye week. Everybody's uh, on bye week, though. And you, there's a, we, you mentioned it. There's a lot of buys this week, six total. I'm going to mention another injury, another kind of handcuff running back. Um, I mentioned David Montgomery got hurt. You know, we don't know if Jamar gives, so keep an eye on how much he practiced this week. But I'm at least taking an eye on Craig Reynolds. A couple things about him. He played 43 snaps this past week. So uh, I'll have to look at the percentage of that, but that's a, that's a good number. He was there for a majority carried the ball 10 times for 15 yards. You don't like to see that. Um, but I'll say one last thing is that they're kind of a similar 
shape and size, right? They're both him, uh, Reynolds and Montgomery, both 5'11". Reynolds is 216 to Montgomery is 224. And I just feel like that's the kind of running back they like, right? Like Jamar Gibbs is just, and maybe again, it's a Swift thing too. It all just comes back to Swift, just living rent-free in my head. But Craig Reynolds just fits that mold a little bit more. I do think this is probably going to be a split backfield, even if Gibbs is healthy this week. And again, with all of the bye weeks, you know, I'm definitely taking a look at at least sprinkling some Reynolds in a lineup or two and just hoping and praying. And they are playing uh, at Baltimore. Ooh, that's a tough matchup. Mm. I think the nice thing to note, too, with Craig Reynolds is he caught his two targets as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So if for some reason, you know, Jameer Gibbs isn't back from the hamstring injury, then, you know, we may see a full workload go to Reynolds, you know, from pass and from the the rush attempts. But, you know, I'm I'm a little hesitant to put him in there, but that offensive line's good. He's still going to be, you know, that running back three, probably that flex play for you, you know, decent plug in with all the injuries in the bye weeks for sure. Yeah, that's the thing. I, when there's six bye weeks, you just, and all these injuries, you're just being a little bit more open to who you're looking at. Which is ex- exactly why we're talking about Kareem Hunt, because oh. you know we don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's gross. It's gross, people. Uh, but Kareem Hunt, yeah, we're seeing um, Jerome Ford banged up. He went into this game with a knee injury. So it's, it's precautionary. We're going to grab him. We're going to throw him on our bench if you have the room. Uh, playing against Indy, they've got a pretty good run defense. Uh, but Kareem Hunt definitely can catch things out of the backfield. But if his play that we saw last year and his limited snaps when they had no reason to limit his snaps last year came through, I, I think we need to understand that uh, the Kareem Hunt of old – is now old. So uh, temper expectations here, folks. Yes. Especially Sean Watson's out. Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know what's going on with the QB situation there, but Hunt, I'll say I'm maybe a sprinkle more excited than you are just because <laughs> I'm just thinking about even when Kareem Hunt was productive there, um, Grant, never really the RB1 production level, but he never had that usage either, right? Like he kind of had similar usage because Chubb was always there when Kareem Hunt was still getting his for whatever reason, he'd get a touchdown. He's, he's the Gabe Davis, the Devonte Smith, but as a running back, I feel like those don't really exist too much, but he is the touchdown upside. We've seen him do it in the past. They're coming off the bye week I think that kind of plays a part, just giving him a clean slate to get a little bit more reacclimated. I think he's someone that's like a little, surprise secret upside like i wouldn't be shocked if you know one of the next two weeks i'm not sure who they're playing so i could be dead wrong on this but if one of the next two weeks he kind of has one of those maybe a two touchdown game where he was just the one that happened to fall into the end zone and you're like well look at that would you look at that yeah but again i don't see who they're playing the next two weeks but i could be wrong you could have a bye the next two weeks uh he's got indy seattle and arizona the next two weeks Indy Seattle, I could see one of those three games he has the two touch. I'll, I'm going to open it a little bit because two touchdowns is a lot, but it wouldn't shock me if versus Arizona, he just falls into the end zone twice. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Great one on Hunt. I, like I said, I was excited about him. I'm going to do another little sprinkle. Uh, Zeke, I'm going to say Zeke. We just keep talking about Patriots for some <laughs> reason, even though their offense is abysmal. They've lost three straight. This is the worst a Belichick team may have ever been. But you know what? Zeke found the end zone. The first time 
as a New England Patriot. He had, he had seven carries, which was only three behind Ramondre. And, uh, you know, I'm normally a Ramondre hater, but, he you know, we didn't have to admit he looked good this week. But to still get three fewer carries, that looks promising. I wouldn't be surprised if they want to take the ball out of Mac Jones's hands more, which is funny because I said go pick up Kendrick Bourne. But it wouldn't surprise me if they take the ball out of Mac Jones's hands more, which means more carries. I could see this being closer to an even split than people imagine going into this season. Um, and they have good matchups going forward. That was the last point I wanted to mention was they that have a good rushing schedule going forward. Yeah. So the next four games, uh, home versus Buffalo, who's 22nd in the league. You go to Miami, who is 17th. You uh, host Washington, who is the only one in the top half at 14. And then you're home against Indy, which is 20, which is tied for 22nd. So pretty favorable rushing schedule. So I think Zeke is is worth a look as well. Well, and you've got future Hall of Famer Bailey Zappi leading the team. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's got to be active first. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> ugly, ugly quarterback situation. That's why I just looking at the running back situation or Kendrick Bourne, because that makes sense. Um, Okay. Tell f- me. Yeah. I was gonna say, I've got a few. We've touched on them. I think most of these guys, two of the last three weeks for most of these. So uh, Roshan Johnson was out this past week with a concussion issue. Uh, mm-hmm. Khalil Herbert is going to be out for a bit, so I think he is uh, a guy to grab, especially as the pass catcher. Uh, Justin Fields being out, and then uh, what is his name? Baggett, Taggart, something like that. The, yeah, the rookie for the Bears. Uh, I will get his name right. I'm sorry, folks, but get uh, yeah, he he's not as mobile, so he's going to be throwing a little bit more. Jumping off to Roshan might just be his bread and butter. Um, so I, I think he's going to be a great pick. Tajay Spears, we see him continually mm-hmm. getting used. Only one catch, one target this week, but. Pretty sure it was a 54-yard catch, so uh, the guy's got juice. And uh, then Justice Hill, he's still in the mix. Um, he is the cat, pass catcher out of him and the Gus Buffs. So just three guys we're looking for fill-ins. I think all of them are decent plays this week. Excellent lightning round. Covered all the bases well. I'll do a couple. There's maybe like one uh, wide receiver, I think we're talking about. And then if you have one, otherwise I think the rest are lightning round kind of guys. My one Absolutely. running. Yeah. I had uh Curtis Samuel. I was going to mention down in Washington commanders. I'll say early in the year, I kind of felt like Jahan Dotson was like the wide receiver. Number two kind of evolved from like just a trick play guy to be more heavily involved for the last couple of weeks. I'd say Curtis Samuel has reemerged. Um, Three touchdowns. Three, and we talked about that with Gabe Davis, where you just keep following that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you like to see that. And just again, to the Dotson comparison, Samuel's got 11 targets over the last two weeks. Dotson's got six. So we like seeing Samuel get more volume. Um, and last thing about Samuel, two good matchups going forward. So you're traveling to New York to play the Giants. Then you're home against the Eagles, who haven't looked great, especially their secondary and last time Curtis Samuel faced the Eagles, he finished as wide receiver 11. So mm-hmm. not to say he's going to do that again, but. Yeah, that mm-hmm. game went overtime. We had over 60 points scored between the two teams, well over that. So I think it's a great matchup. Great call. Yes. Uh, and yeah, like you said, three three straight weeks. In my notes, I had two straight weeks. So I got to update that. <laughs> um, let's see. Do you have any other, like I said, I, I think the rest of these guys that not as much to say personally, but if you have any you want to dig deep on. 
Um, I did. We kind of loosely touched on Kyron Williams. So Zach Evans and Royce Freeman will be because Ronnie Rivers also got hurt. So those will two be the two running backs you will look at. Royce Freeman has fallen from grace as the stud in Denver many, many years ago. They got taken too early in fantasy leagues to bouncing around the league, and he's just a guy. Same as Zach Evans. So if you're in that need, if you have no running backs, if you're in a deeper league, then they will be options out there. But uh, right now I'm waiting for Kyron, who's non-serious, as McVay said. Uh, injury, he should be back prior week. So um, check that out. Jamison Williams, I, I couldn't leave unless we talked about him because we talked about him last week as a good pickup. He had, what was it, two targets, one catch for 56-yard touchdown. Freaking amazing, right, folks? Yep. No. Calm your jets. Like, I know he's got the jets, but, like, he ran nine <laughs> routes. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Now, when oh. he's out there, he's like Marvin Mims, and it's electric, and it's so awesome, but... <sighs> I get so scared at these guys that are just, um, you know, exceptions to the to the rule when it comes to just how efficient he is. It, it can't, can it? I mean, I guess it can. No, but there's no way it's going to stay up. So this guy's not going to be bombing touchdowns every week, folks. So just understand that. Or maybe he is, and I look like an idiot. But, you know, no, he's Deshaun Jackson. I've seen this before. It's Deshaun Jackson. He's going to, like you said, he's going to get ten. He's going to be on the field ten times. One of those times he's going to be thrown the ball, and then one fifth of those times he's going to catch it for an eighty-yard touchdown, and it's going to be electric, and the building's going to go nuts, and that's it. Otherwise, he's going to get no points whatsoever. So, great, great call with him. Three targets on nine routes is unsustainable. <laughs> Unless he's only running nine routes a game, and at that point, I don't have the stones to start him. <laughs> so I don't know. Take oh that man, what you will, folks. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, another guy, like we mentioned before, um, is Raji Rice. You know, he actually had a career high in yards this week uh, with 72. Caught all Second. four of his targets. Second in targets on the team right now behind Kelsey. You like to hear that? You like to hear, you want to have, you know, the, I'll put it in quotes, but like the wide receiver one of a Patrick Mahomes offense, right? Like, even though Pacheco's looking great, even though Kelsey's always going to be like, you know, a different level, a tier zero kind of pass catcher. But I just think it's it's a good investment. He's still available in over 50% of leagues. And we're going to keep mentioning his name until he, he tanks or until he right. misses that threshold. Marvin Mims is a guy I'm going to keep beating this drum, yeah. even though, again, <laughs> he is the Jamison Williams of the, Bron of the Broncos. Hardly out there, but so efficient. Uh, we have so many rumors of Jerry Judy getting shipped off. Cortland Sutton is on the trade block as mm. well. So if yep. one and or for some reason both of these guys get moved, Marvin Mims will have to. Like, Sean Payton can't keep him off the field if they get rid of one of these guys. So <laughs> we're hoping he falls dumb luck into snaps because clearly no one's smart enough to put him on the field. But uh, Marvin Mims, if you are a winning team right now, one loss, maybe two losses, you've got some room. Uh, Mims is a guy to check out because the Broncos are going to be throwing the ball and uh, in losing situations most of the year. I like that excellent point, too. Like, we've mentioned him, but now here's another layer to it. If Jerry Judy's gone, that should open up the door for more Mims uh, just playing time. So, love, love, love that. Uh, I'll give the quickest shout-outs uh, to Sam Howell. Uh, Callan's not here to talk about how him and, him and his buddy, yeah, how to do, do the how, but so... You know, he's another one where I think he finished his quarterback five second week in a row again before Monday Night Football. Um, you know, I it was a doubter. 
but he is he's putting up numbers. I think he has a good schedule. Yeah, we have we already talked about it at Giants versus Philly. So you like to see that if you have one of those injured guys. And then otherwise, uh, okay, I'll give I'll give the shout out to this guy, Travis Pitts. He scored a touchdown. Like Travis or Kel, excuse me, Kyle Pitts. I was um, like, oh, compliments to uh, yeah, Sir right. Kyle I just. There. Oh my goodness! Maybe he, maybe somebody dropped him because I know he was dropped in my leagues. I'm not picking him up. I don't think it's sustainable. But I have to give him his flowers. He had, he had a good week. I was gonna say decent, but I'll, I'll even say it. He had a good week. Don't get used to it. But if you're a believer, he may be out there, or sell high, or sell high right now. That's what I would do. Like having two tight ends on the same team, finishing his top five tight ends on the week. That's what. What, but yeah, it's it's not sustainable. But what tight end is? So if you want to go chase after that thirty percent target share, I am not going to be the one to tell you not to. But I'm also not going to sit here and tell you I told you so after <laughs> he screws up. So uh, it's tight end, folks. You, you do what you'd have to. Oh my gosh! Um, just a fun. Let's see. Here we go. I'll pull up the numbers really quick. Okay, target. Oh, Oh, no, I don't have the numbers for week six yet. But before week six, I'll say the Falcons do have the most targets to tight ends out of the entire league. So that means that the Falcons target their tight ends more than Kansas City does. Uh, as again, this is up to week five, and the data is not updated yet. But 62 total targets to tight ends uh, between Pitts and Jonu Smith. The Chiefs have 55. They're number two. So And then after that, it kind of falls off a cliff. But they love throwing a tight ends there. In Atlanta, mm-hmm. which I get just frustrating as I'll get out. And a guy <laughs> I feel like needs to get mentioned, maybe not exactly a streamer, especially with Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo possibly being out. Uh, Michael Mayer, rookie for mm-hmm. the Raiders. This guy pre-draft was the number one ranked tight end in some you know draft circles, stuff like this. So to see him fall, I believe he was the third tight end taken. I think Laporta and uh, Kincaid went before him. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's been nothing out there. Uh, they got rid of Waller in Las Vegas, and the tight end position just hasn't done anything. But uh, Hooper uh, has finally pulled back a little bit. Seems like Michael Mayer is sliding more into that starting role. He did play 81% of snaps. He had six targets, five catches, led the team in receptions at 75. So mm-hmm. uh, a guy to watch out for, at least. Maybe we watch the development of uh, Jimmy G's injury, but getting Chicago, Detroit the next couple weeks, um, Giants, the Jets. We, we might find ourselves starting starting another tight end, uh, rookie tight end this year, folks. Oh my it's gosh! Amazing to see. Like yeah, the 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 rookie wide receiver wave is over. It's now the wook. This is tough to say. The rookie right? tight end <laughs> wave. The rookie wave. That's just that can be said. But throw a couple letters in between. It can't be said. That uh, rookie rave, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I was, it, <laughs> good good themed party. Oh, uh, so we got. Uh, I was just Michael Meyer, or Michael Mayer. Um, I was like, that's close enough to Michael May- Myers. You know, it's spooky season. That's my only, my only contribution. I was going to add to him. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Defense. Who, yep. uh, who are you looking at this week? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I would love to. So I'm going to say the Browns, right? I mean, they're taking on Indy. I love me some Gardner Minshew. You probably love yourself some Gardner Minshew, but man, did he, he threw the ball to the wrong team a lot. Um, and the Browns defense is very legit. We just saw them stifle the 49ers. I mean, they're I, the Browns, 
they and they did just play the 49ers so even though they they did great i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people dropped them because how could you think that's a favorable matchup so i bet they're available in a majority of the leagues um i'd say yeah if i'm spending if i'm dropping the fab on one defense which you never of course breaking the bank but it's like this might be one where i put a little extra spice on it and then who do they have coming up after so i think they may even have a good little stretch uh, uh, following yeah. that they play indy this week they play seattle arizona and baltimore mm, okay uh, and they're they're out of their bye too so mm. you know browns players are you know more of those players just like seattle all those teams coming out of their bye they're a good good grab right now yeah i absolutely agree with that just looking at the rest of the schedule like you know maybe seattle could be a little bit tougher but you like you like arizona baltimore not great but pittsburgh they you know that's not you're not sweating them. Denver is another one. And then week 13 until you're like worried again. And that's the Rams. And, you know, we'll, we'll even see like Matt Stafford's getting up there in age. We'll see where they are competitive wise. So, and we may be like that crazy here, folks, but the playoffs, they've got Chicago, Houston. Yeah. Jets. I was that's looking at that right there. That's pretty, Ooh. but like the Jets, Aaron Rodgers will be back by then. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna immunize his Achilles, and it's gonna be all better. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I absolutely agree. Browns are probably my far and away number one. Um, if they're already rostered, which they might be, someone might have been like, "Listen, I believe that happens." I guess I'd probably say the Rams versus Pittsburgh. They're looking a little bit ugly. I think Deontay Johnson's uh, practice window has been opened, mm-hmm. but I'm still not really sweating Pittsburgh. Uh, and then I guess last little mini point would be Seahawks. They're facing the Cardinals, the Pastronaut, Dobbs. You know, I, I think that he started the year so long without throwing an interception, but I feel like the magic kind of ran out there. So, oh, yeah, I love them. I, I think Rams would probably be, um, you know, like you said, if Browns aren't there. I think the Rams are the next best option, unless we're going to follow the news here. But if Deshaun Watson's out, I'm mm. down to grab the, the defense on the other end. Give me the Colts defense. They're great yeah. with turnovers. They're great at getting after the quarterback. And, like, P.J. Walker is exciting one or two games – or one or two plays a game. But the guys, like I said, turnover prone. I think that they're a great play. I think that this is going to be a slugfest. Kind of gross. So, um, that means start your defenses. No, you're absolutely right. It made me have to look up how many sacks the Colts have. Because you're right, they definitely have – one of the more they are top they have 18 which puts them at uh one two three four fifth they have the fifth most sacks which you know that kind of surprised me so yeah i definitely would give the Colts a little bit of a bump maybe even above the seahawks and like right there tied with the rams if deshaun watson doesn't play but even if he does play like what deshaun watson are you gonna see yeah yeah they've got a turnover in every single game this season uh, they're they're a good bet as far as a uh, splash play to produce. Maybe, you know, maybe give you that touchdown upside that you you search for in those underdog games. Mm-hmm. Oh, great, great! Wow, all right, that's the waiver wire section. That's the pot. That's the show. So I always like to that's end it. with some. You know, that's <laughs> it. Another one in the books. Week seven coming up. Lucky number seven. Hope it's lucky for y- you and y'all's fantasy teams. Brian, where can we find you if I wanted to? Oh, where can't you find me? I'm out there on the streets. <laughs> I'm out there looking to help you, uh, your fantasy team. Uh, you can't find me online at too much underscore Brian. 
Uh, look for my tight end article coming out to QB list. We're going to be talking about those streaming tight ends. We're going to dive a little deeper into uh, guys maybe we talked about today. Maybe some we kept for a secret. Who knows? Ooh. You're going to have to read. Mario, what about you? Where are you at? <laughs> yes, of course. So you can find me on Twitter at Mario Damo Jr. All one word. Jr. Yep. Got to represent <laughs> the juniors. Uh, me and Etienne. But so also you'll find me. I do the waiver wire article on QB list. Um, so that comes out on Tuesdays. I'm also part of the sit start team. I'm always in the Reddit threads on their.com. I usually try to announce myself. I usually uh, primarily focus on the questions on my comment, but I also am out all throughout the Reddit. We also have a great discord. Be sure to join that. It's the pitcher list slash QB list discord. Just one big list, one big discord um, where we do a lot of great, asking or answering of questions you guys ask we just have a lot of great football talk um we just amongst fans it's just a good time so anyways that's it that is week six in the books see y'all next week